Welcome to the IBC Student Ministry Podcast, an extension of Emmanuel Baptist Church here in Warren, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to present sermons from Wednesday nights, special topics, and other resources for parents and students. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. And it is time for fall semester. I'm really excited. I just, I couldn't help but doing that. Um, so welcome to the podcast. If you're new with us, this is really just a resource of our student ministry. This podcast looks like a lot of different things. It looks like uh, sermons from Wednesday night and from Sundays. And it also looks like me fielding questions and talking about uh, things that are going on in the world now or in the world of student ministry, this also provides resources and other things for parents and for students. Um, we'll go into that a little bit later, but I'm excited because this episode, this episode is all about what is coming up this year. So it is the first week of school. I am so excited to see what the rest of this year looks like. And so I just wanted to give you listeners a sneak peek as to what we've got going on this year within our student ministry. The first And the thing that I am the most excited about is the fact that we have such an incredible group of sixth graders joining our ministry. I'm recording this after our first Wednesday night that we had our first Remedy worship service. Uh, We had it just this last Wednesday, and I absolutely loved it. And I loved getting to meet all the new sixth graders we have. I mean, we have a ton of new sixth graders. And what's really cool, and this is kind of, you know, if you're a non-Emmanuel person, this this is kind of a little nugget for you. Um, after being here for a while, this is really the first group of sixth graders that I really feel like Victoria and I already have a relationship with in some capacity. One is because, you know, Victoria helped at Eastside for a while whenever she was doing her AmeriCorps stuff before she became a teacher in Hermitage. And, uh, for me, doing things with the children's ministry during the summer as, as the Sunday school guy, I would give our children's ministry workers a break uh, if they taught Sunday school class, and I would field all the Sunday school questions. And so, or not questions, all the Sunday school classes. And what that did was that allowed me to meet and interact with a lot of the students and parents that are going to be in my ministry in the future. Because I'm, I'm thinking about it longevity-wise, if I can start developing a relationship with a kid in third grade, by the time they get to me, they know me, they trust me, they know what I'm all about, I already kind of know what they're about, and I can help disciple them and point them to God in, in, in a way that's quicker and more efficient than I would trying to get to know that student and building that relationship with that, with that student. I already have that relationship in place, and not only with them, but with their parents too. And so if you're a non-Emmanuel listener, and if you're somebody in ministry, or you're somebody in your church, let me offer you a little bit of, of wisdom. And again, this is something that worked for me in my context. I may not work for you, but, but here it goes. If you want to have effective student ministry, do ministry beyond student ministry. Here's what I mean by that. I think a lot of youth pastors get so focused in and so plugged in on the 6th through 12th grade that they ignore the parents and they ignore the kids who are about to come into their student ministry. I know a lot of youth ministries start in 7th grade, so bear with me again in my context, who are coming up into 6th grade and even some college students who could help in your ministry. 
And I know, you know, some of you may be at really small churches where you don't have a whole lot of that, but I'm telling you, having these relationships with kids before they get in your student ministry helped tremendously. And it helped for us too. In just the first week alone, knowing these kids, knowing their parents, having that relationship, I already know that I can ask these students, hey, do you want to be discipled by an adult in our ministry? I already know that they're all going to say yes because they know that we've done it. Their parents know that we do it. Um, some of them asked me even beforehand, hey, how can I get my kid plugged into this? And it's just an incredible, fruitful thing that Victoria and I were involved in, in being involved in the lives of our students before they entered our student ministry and investing in them in the after too. Because the reality is ministry is not just from when they enter your ministry and when they exit your ministry, there's there's a whole thing before and after. When a lot of people ask me why young people leave the church, a lot of the times, at least in my own experience, what I notice is that the, the students that leave the church and do not return are the students who are not invested in beyond that youth ministry. That that youth ministry acted more as a parachurch rather than pointing them and, in, and keeping them invested in the church family as a whole. Uh, and so whenever they get out, they're, they're, they feel so foreign and distant for the church itself. They end up going to look for a college youth group, essentially. And then beyond that, they have issues getting plugged into a church. And so that's kind of always been my thing. I've always wanted to help invest in students before they got to our ministry, build relationships with them, and then also continue to invest in them after they leave our ministry. Yes, the primary focus of mine is going to be that 6th through 12th grade window. But if I'm not, and if Victoria is not, trying to invest in the before and after, then we aren't doing our job well. And so that's just kind of, if you're not a manual listener, take that in your pocket, do what you want with it, throw it in the trash. I don't care. <laughs> you do whatever you want with it. I can't tell you what to do. But that's just how it's been for us. And we've seen so much growth in, in so many incredible things through that and uh, God has really taught us a lot through that. And God has taught me a lot about teaching kids too. My goodness, you uh, if you can't teach the gospel to a five-year-old and, and explain who Jesus is and explain what he's done and our need for a savior and all that, then you're going to have a hard time explaining the gospel to a lot of people. And so that's been super humbling for me to get to teach kids and I wish more people would do it. Uh, but what am I talking about today? I am talking about uh, what is coming up this year? So I would say this year because I'm going to talk more about uh, than just what's going on this semester. Here are a couple things we got coming up, and I'm super excited. Uh, one, we actually included a ministry intern within our ministry now, Colin Runnels. He's the uh, kind of the guy who leads the BCM band over at Monticello. Uh, this is a guy that I've really have grown close with, especially over the last semester in the summer. Uh, I was actually introduced to Colin at a saw you at the pole that uh, us and in, in First Baptist here in Warren uh, did, and he uh, was one of the people helping in the band that was there, and didn't really get to talk to him very much. But we had our very first D now in January, and you know I, I called Jeremy Woodall asking for some college students, and he recommended Colin, and uh, we actually had some guy who was going to play and do our worship for the whole weekend, and he actually uh, got hurt. Right before, I mean, when I say right before, I mean it was hours before we were kicking off, and I knew that Colin had led worship, and so I asked, "Hey, dude, will you will you do this? Like, I'll pay you." And I know it's last minute, and he 
knocked it out of the park. The, the way that he leads worship and the way that he connects with students is so incredible and something that's so rare to find in a worship leader. Because so often you have a worship leader who's really good at leading and doing the music stuff, but it's not great at connecting with the people itself. And then you kind of got the opposite. You have someone who's really good at connecting to people, but not as great with the music stuff. But then you have someone like Colin who who you can tell that is someone that God has has led into that leadership role and that God has specifically equipped him to do that sort of ministry. And so it's really cool to see him and to see his growth and uh, to give him an opportunity to intern with us and to be with us this year. Uh, he feels called to ministry and I want to give him opportunities to uh, to work that out and to see what it's like to be in ministry and to lead students and to you know, teach students what it means to worship and how worship is more than just singing. It's it's way beyond that. That's just one part of how we worship. Um, and I'm really excited to see what God's going to do with him. He's one of the most exciting things uh, about this year, but I say one of the most because we have some other incredible things going on. The other thing is we've got two new volunteers who have joined us. One, uh, her name's Katie. I met her uh, at Super Summer. She was one of the Super Summer staffers in Yellow School that I was helping with. And uh, she is absolutely phenomenal in just the way that she cares for students and desires to lead students to the Lord. And we are super excited to have her as well as Darius. Darius is a super cool dude. I, I love loved getting to talk to Darius more and more. And the more that I just kind of have conversations with him, he, he just has such a passion for this area and such a passion for students and for people. And he has just one of the most compassionate hearts I've ever met. And so that's just been so cool to get to talk with all of them and hang out with all of them. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens with them and their growth within our ministry too. And so that's that's something I'm really excited for. Uh, a couple of things we got coming up this year also is we are doing a Branson kind of fall retreat-ish. I'm kind of using air quotes because you can't see me. It's a podcast. Um, I call it fall retreat-ish because we're not necessarily going on a retreat, but really it's more of we're going to Silver Dollar City to hang out, to fellowship, and then that Sunday we're going to have more of a retreat-esque kind of morning. Um, you know, we normally do this in the fall kind of as a way just to get away and to help build and establish deeper relationships with the students. It's incredibly helpful for those new sixth graders to kind of get more integrated in our ministry and students who want to, to kind of pl be plugged in with us. I mean, being away, you know, 36 hours at Branson with us is a great way to get plugged in and to get to know the people that are in that ministry. Uh, we don't just go and ride roller coasters and go home. We, we use that time intentionally. And uh, originally we wanted to go to the fall retreat at Camp Siloam, but unfortunately, uh, I mean, well, fortunately we're having another kid, but unfortunately I already told a lot of our students to get season passes because we're going to go back and our son uh, is going to be due in November. And so uh, I was like, well, I would love to do fall retreat still, but we need to go to Branson. And so we're going to marry the two and it's going to be good. I'm really excited for that. Uh, I'm also excited about fifth quarter parties and, you know, just the normal things behind that, going to football games. Uh, had a really cool opportunity to actually get to be the chaplain of one of the football teams in the area at Hermitage. Uh, I'm really excited to see what God does through that and just trying to connect these kids uh, to their local church in Hermitage. And uh, if they don't have a local church home and I can't get them plugged in anywhere, to have them in ours and just to invest in people that are outside our ministry. I'm, I'm super excited to get to do that and to be part of that community a little bit more, especially with my wife teaching there too. 
Uh, I'm excited for the new campus outreach stuff that we've got going on. I actually just, I stole this from Harbor City Church in Winthrop, Massachusetts. Uh, we went there to help them, and, and they would do this thing where they would pass out coffee and granola bars and stuff like that in, at, at these train stops to help conversations and help meet new people. And they put their logo on everything so they can see, okay, they're with Harbor City Church, and they can ask questions about that. And anyways, <coughs> um, I I saw that, and I was like, man, I really wish I could do that at the school. And then I got permission to do it at the middle school, and, and I kind of tested it out. I you know, one, I, I was told middle schoolers aren't really huge on coffee, and uh, so I didn't really bring a whole bunch of coffee, and I brought juice, because I wasn't going to do food. Uh, you know, school has free food. I don't want to mess with that. And I ran out of coffee in like 10 minutes, and I got to meet like 70 new students, and it was just, it was so cool to get to just meet new faces. I mean, I, I go to lunch at the middle school. Uh, the high school currently does not allow me to go to lunch there, um, and I'm actually really hoping I can do something like this at the high school, but I'll... I'll Tackle that when the time's right. Uh, but for now, just getting to see this work at the middle school, it was so awesome. I loved all the kids who were like, when are you going to be back? And I was just like, you just want me because of my coffee. But that's okay because I get to talk to you and meet you. And uh, it was just so cool. I absolutely loved that. So I loved all uh, I love all those opportunities that we're getting and brainstorming new ways that we can get on campus and just meet new students. That's the biggest thing is just not trying to swell our numbers up, but to just meet new students and get them plugged in. There are hundreds of students at the middle school and high school and only a handful of churches that have student ministries. And if all of us were to have max capacity, there'd still be students that weren't plugged into a church. So we've got a job to do, not just Emmanuel, but all the other churches in town to reach the next generation in this community for the sake of the gospel. Um, so we got campus outreach, uh, fifth quarter parties uh, that we're trying to do. Uh, we're going to do a scavenger hunt at the end of the year. I'm really excited for, we're doing a karaoke night in October, the night before Halloween. Uh, it's going to be kind of our, our fun night for Wednesday night. I'm super excited for that. We did that at the BCM a couple times uh, when I was in Fayetteville, and it was always so much fun. You get to build a lot of good memories, and it's a great place, a great way to invite people who don't normally like to come to church as a way to come in and say, hey, this place isn't so scary, and hey, these people can be fun, and uh, establish some relationships that way too. Uh, but the spring semester, spring and, and summer, man, we are we are hitting the ground running there in the spring, we've got our our second discipleship now weekend that we're doing. We did the first one last year, and we absolutely loved it. And I'm super excited for this year. Uh, we're going to do it in the last weekend of January again. We've got Seth Tucker from the state convention coming to speak, uh, and we've got the BCM band who's going to lead in worship. And I almost forgot. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot this. Okay, so in the fall, we are doing our "Saw You at the Pole" rally. Now I haven't set a location yet. We're still trying to find a place that's mutual because we don't want to host it at a church or host it at any sort of ministry because we want it to be very neutral for any and all students and any and all denominations. We actually have the BCM band coming to lead and Jeremy Woodall from the BCM speaking, and I'm really stoked to have them there. Uh, and I've loved the impact that that's had in our community the last couple of years, and I wouldn't want that to be more community-wide. And so we're, we're trying to to do that as best we can, and I'm excited for that and excited for them to lead in that. But anyways, back to the spring. Uh, we've got our D-Now weekend, the last weekend of January, uh, and then we are going back to Super Summer, Arkansas, and I'm so excited for that. Our, our students loved Super Summer. They actually told me they liked it better than Colorado, and I was like, well, good, because Super Summer's cheaper, and uh, I love the people that are involved with Super Summer. I actually got to be involved uh, as an executive staff last year during Super Summer, and I loved it. It was so awesome, and such 
an incredible experience because not only do you get to pour into your students, but you get to pour into other students in the state and college students too. That's where we met Katie, and that's where Colin got to meet all these other worship people. Darius didn't go, but that's okay. We still love him. Um, and I'm just so stoked to see how Super Summer is going to continue to grow, especially now that they're doing it two different weeks. And so we're really excited for that. And we're really excited for this. We are going back to Mission Arlington next summer. We have had a strong desire to do missions again during the summer. And we tried some local projects this summer and it didn't really work out that well. And we've had a lot of students ask when we're going to go back to Mission Arlington. And Mission Arlington is quite frankly an incredible place to get students started on a mission trip. One, it's cheap. And two, you you are doing things that aren't going to permanently damage a ministry. Here's what I mean by that. I don't think I would ever be able to take students to a mission trip to a church plant or something like that because if any of them, because, you know, maturity of a student uh, does anything very immature, they could essentially hurt that ministry that has worked for two plus years to build relationships with that town. And what Mission Arlington does is Mission Arlington actually helps teach these students, okay, this is what it looks like to go and do mission. This is what it looks like to serve and to do work projects. This is what it looks like to lead a VBS in an apartment complex. This is what it looks like to maybe speak to somebody who doesn't speak your own language. And so you get all these different aspects of a great quality mission trip, but you get it all in one package that's cheaper and that's that's closer and that has has done incredible things for our own students. And so I'm super excited to be back uh, to go and do that. Um, this semester uh, and what we're studying, we are studying the Old Testament. We are making a big push to the old, for the Old Testament this fall. And the reason why we're doing that, one, because I took Old Testament 1 and 2 in seminary the last <laughs> two semesters, and I'm kind of on an Old Testament kick right now. But but two, I believe there's a lot of people that try to unhinge themselves from the Old Testament that feel like it's irrelevant, they feel like it has nothing to teach students, but I believe the Old Testament has so much to teach this current generation. And I'm so excited to visit some of the lives of people in the Old Testament that we're going to talk about and kind of what that means for us as believers now and pointing them to the cross. And so I'm so excited to get to study through uh, these different individuals who lived at different time spans in the Old Testament. I'm excited to go through some of the Psalms this semester and to do another You Ask For It, where we take questions of the students. I'm excited for our new prayer room that's in the youth room where students can write anonymous prayer requests. We'll put them on the board. We can put prayer requests for Shelton and Lauren and Elliot as they're in Boston doing mission or uh, for other specific needs within our ministry or within the community. Uh, we just have a room dedicated for prayer. And I just, I love that. I love our new small groups. I love that they are so much smaller now. And I love that, you know, we are now at the point in our ministry where students are used to small groups, expecting small groups, and want more of small groups. And that is just, oh, it's just music to my ears. Uh, now, we do have a couple of challenges this year. One is, um, you know, we really want to make sure that we utilize that small group time well. We want to make sure that we don't neglect mentorship and more personal discipleship with these students. For example, we have adults that meet with about two or three students each. And we don't want to neglect that in lieu of Wednesday night discussion groups uh, because there, there are different dynamics in that. And we don't want to ignore that. Um, and we also don't want to ignore other things God could be doing this year and, and just to be open to what he has, especially if there's a change of direction to what we need to study. And God lays it on my heart that we'll do that. But for now, I, I feel very confident that this is what we're supposed to do and supposed to talk about. 
and I'm excited for the the spring too and, and all that we have. We're going to start with studying John chapter 15 and what it looks like to abide in Christ. Uh, such an incredible passage of scripture. It's actually one of the first that I ever memorized. Uh, shout out to uh, the BCM in Fayetteville for making me do that. I really appreciate that. Uh, and I'm just, I'm so excited for this year because I really feel like, and this is just kind of a personal thing for me, I really feel like we are hitting a stride now. I feel like we've, we've kind of, we're, we're wobbling a little bit the first year, trying to figure it out, trying some new things, seeing what works, seeing what didn't work. And now I believe that we we are in a mode to where, okay, we kind of know what we're doing. We know what to expect. And now we are just letting things turn and grow and uh, seeing some longevity in changes within our ministry uh, with this year. And so I'm excited to see what God's going to do with it. And um, I just ask that you'd be praying along with me and that God would be glorified in all that we do, that that students would get saved and we would be able to point students to the local church and not just our church, but other churches too. I, I ask that you pray that other student ministries in this town would grow tremendously and that we would not only reach kids that haven't been to church in a while, but, but reach kids who've never heard of Jesus and pray that our churches as a whole would see the need of ministering to the next generation. And we would see adults from local churches investing in their student ministries beyond the people that are either hired or volunteered to be there. And so that's kind of my thoughts uh, for what's going on this year and all the exciting things that we have going on. Um, If you have a question that you would love for us to field on the podcast, what I've been doing is I have been answering questions that people have asked me over the years and just answering them in a podcast format. There may be another student pastor or someone in ministry that has had that question asked for them and just would like to hear it from a different viewpoint. Or uh, maybe there's a parent or somebody within our ministry or in this area that is curious about that question and and what the answer could be to that. So if you have any questions you would like for us to to field, they can be anonymous, they can be, uh, we, we... Shout out your name, whatever it is you'd want us to do. That's totally fine. Uh, but you can email me your question at dbarton at ibcwarren.net and make sure you put podcasts in the subject line so I can see it and it doesn't get lost in all of my uh, emails. Uh, thank you so much for listening and thank you for your prayers and for your just your, I'm trying to think of the way to say it. Your investment. Just thank you for your investment to student ministry as a whole, wherever you are, whether you are at Emmanuel Baptist Church, whether you're at another church in Warren or Monticello or this area or the state or anywhere in the world. Thank you for your investment. Thank you for your investment of young people. Thank you for your investment of students. Thank you for your investment of people like me, uh, who was just a a scared sixth grader uh, that was brought in and and led by a a adult or a set of adults who cared about them enough to share with them who Jesus is and what he has done for us and has helped make ministers. And so I just pray continuously for this generation. And I thank you so much for all of you who are listening for your investment in the next generation. And I pray that we would all do well in investing and discipling uh, not only the next generation, but all generations and all nations. Uh, So thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have an incredible day.